Welcome to the podcast that explores mysterious disappearances, bizarre worldly occurrences, strange phenomenon, and basically everything that's weird. Welcome to the podcast, Everything That's Weird. We're your hosts, Brandon and Anthony, and tonight, we're talking time travel. <laughs> Marty McFly. <laughs> Close. He is a man named Mike Markham, who supposedly stumbled into Jacob's Ladder and time travel in general. Yeah. Accidentally. Yeah, right. So this guy, okay. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. He, uh, he was an electrician and he kind of came across this idea um, with a laser from a CD. Yeah, CD laser. And he used that between two poles it created like a Jacob's ladder. Well, and that's he like it was part of the Jacob's ladder. He had made a Jacob's ladder and he used the compact disc to um, reduce the air resistance between the two poles. And the okay, result I would, was I, a continuous arc. Yeah, I don't I don't really get the electronics part of this. Dude, electronics is my worst. <laughs> like I, I feel like I can most things machinery-wise. If I just start taking it apart, I'll figure out how it works. But if it's anything right. electrical, I am cooked. That's it. Right. Me too. I'm not. I, I don't plan to know anything. I'm not trying to say I know anything about this. Yeah. But the way it like is drawn out, it looks like the thing that Tesla kind of invented. Hmm. Um. So he's he's like messing around with this, and he does get like some kind of arc going, and as sort of a test, he takes like a sheet metal screw and throws well, it. It's the way he explains it is that he was he was working on this, and that he was his intent wasn't time travel or vortexes, but he was he was making this jacob's ladder and when he turned it on there was like a heat mark on it and they describe it as like it appeared like hot pavement and it was but it was circular and that was what he found out was that it was circular like he had he expected burn marks and stuff but them to be like irregular And this one that it created was perfectly circular. And he wasn't sure what to make of it. So he took a sheet metal screw and he threw it at it and it disappeared. And then a couple seconds later, it appeared again, several feet away from him. Which is bizarre. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that, that's one where you think your brain was probably playing a trick on you and that, like, right. you did, and some magnetism happened and shot it across the room, maybe, or something. I mean, but you'd have to this, process that one. 
this isn't enough for him because he has to like step it up a little bit. Yeah, apparently he caught that one on fire. Right. <laughs> so he. So if you want to build a time machine, you need some money.、Mm-hmm. So you need you need some big equipment, and he ends up going and stealing. Um, like these giant transformers from、yeah. some place in Missouri, right? Where, like, where he's from? Yeah, St. Joseph Light and Power. So in, in King, King City, Missouri, three <laughs> hundred pounds a piece. They were. So he was doing these experiments, and it caused like blackouts. Right. That's because he was using a giant transformer, three hundred pound transformer. And then his roommates shot out a neighbor's screen door with a BB gun. Yeah, the police were called, and it was over something like that. Some something, something dumb. So then, when they yeah, they come there,、yeah. they're questioning him. He's like, "No, it's not me." And then his roommates tell on him that, "Well, he's got this giant transformer thing in there." And then they, the police go and look, and he's got all this stolen stuff from the. Well, they notice the transformer in the living room, and <laughs> they, it raised suspicion. And then they find out that the the power plant had reported six missing transformers, so they got a warrant, and went back. So he does get,、um, he goes to jail for this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he didn't take too kindly <laughs> but, to that. But when when he when he goes to trial, he's like, you know, I, I don't really want to steal. I was just stealing because I'm building the time machine, and they're like, yeah, you're crazy. So yeah, yeah. Well, so he, they, that wasn't always the incident. He had he had apparently prior right prior to being arrested for stealing the transformers, he had caused blackouts that took out several blocks around him. Right when when he got a hold of these transformers and started doing his his tests, he's trying to give this thing more power and see if he could open up a bigger vortex, and he caused power outages. And there's I, I read somewhere too in an article that、um, people saw like a an oranging to their lights, like their lights would like dim and change to like a orangeish hue. Why he was working on this thing? <laughs> There's Mike again.、Fucking、That's Mike. Mike, son of a bitch. <laughs> so he he gets out of jail in '96. When he gets out, he goes on coast to coast. Did you ever listen to Coast to Coast? No. Coast to Coast is really interesting. It's、uh, Art Bell was the host, and he he was like really educated, but um. He had nothing to do with like UFOs or anything like that, but he started、um, coast to coast for like late night like truckers. So in the middle of the night, it's like、right. it was on and like、uh, like Bob Lazar was on coast to coast, and it's it's kind of like fringe topics. Right, so, and like, I had never heard of it, and I was really surprised to hear some of the stuff he had on there and how popular it was. Oh yeah, he's big time.、Yeah. I think it's the largest, longest syndicated radio show. It's something like、Could、that.、Be. He has some kind of distinction where it's like the longest. I want to say it's the longest syndicated、uh, radio show, but it was on late night and it was on for years. 
like 30 something years and um they would do all these kind of weird fringe topics and like one of them was like a guy that broke into area 51 uh bob lazar was on art bell and this guy was on our on art bell and uh right after he gets out of jail and he vowed to like you know kind of stick within the law from now on and he was kind of looking for like a uh um like some financial help to kind of get this going to like right. make a time machine cuz he he really believed he like figured out the time travel yeah and he was asking for anything anything that would help even spare parts um now i read something that he was evicted for trying to transport a cat <laughs> over a block away um but then he said that was untrue this is when he's on the on the radio show right um but his whole goal was that he was trying to create some kind of vortex that he could jump into and like test this on himself um <laughs> the it, best the best part of that is <laughs> going back to the police like <laughs> he, he had to when they asked him what he stole the transformers for he told them that he was making a time machine now <laughs> you have to think that like they were like he's just saying this to get out of trouble <laughs> like, right right right, right. <laughs> nobody in the same mind would 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 say that as an answer he's he's just got to be fucking with us or well, it was like $13,000 worth of stuff, and he only got like 60 days in jail. Yeah, and he had like, um, they had like said something about him. They're like, what were you going to do with the time machine? And he was like, I was going to go back and find, or go up and find the winning lottery numbers and come back and buy a ticket. But according to him, that wasn't the truth. He like said that as a joke, and everybody ran with it. Like he was just joking around when he said it. So I'm imagining. It's a solid this. plan. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know, you go, you go, you go into, the, you go back and get that sports almanac, you know. <laughs> you place um, all the right bets. It, I've always wanted to have that book from Back to the Future that Biff has. Yeah. <laughs> um, but basically, what he was trying to mimic was the the principles for the Philadelphia experiment, where they used. <laughs> Again, I don't really know what I'm talking about here. A rotating mag- a magnetic field, which I don't yeah, really understand. Yeah. Um, and the goal was for him to create this like vortex that was big enough for him to like test it on himself. So after he's on um, coast to coast, he ends up getting gifted like. A significant amount of money, like twenty thousand yeah. bucks. Yeah, got a lot of money, got a lot of spare parts, and a warehouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, yeah, like over a million dollars worth of equipment mm-hmm. that people had, like laying around, they just started shipping right. it to them. Um, and he built this time machine, right? And he started with guinea pigs, which poor guinea pigs. Why are yeah. they like? You know, it's bad. You know, as a species, you're taken advantage of when, like, 
you're used as the example of something that's taken advantage of. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> right. uh, I feel like a guinea pig. They actually like poor guinea pigs. They are guinea pigs, but they were like. Uh, there was a they, there they was, was a comedian once that did a joke about um, God creating dogs and the specific dogs and telling them what they were bred for. And there was like a specific, like I think it's like a Kitas or something or bred to hunt bear. And they're like God telling the dog what his job's going to be on her. He's <laughs> like, this is, he's going through all the good stuff, and he's like, yeah, this sounds awesome. Yeah, you get belly rubs all the time. Like, <laughs> but you got to hunt bear. He's like, yeah, I got what? <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> um. Okay, so he he gets all this he gets all this equipment, and he's like tossing guinea pigs in, um, and <laughs> just willy nilly, right? <laughs> like, okay, as a pet store owner, if somebody's buying, like... Uh, Excessive amounts of guinea pigs. Yeah, you should be alarmed. You should be like, what are you doing with guinea pigs, man? Why so many? I would love to see that FBI notice. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> He's buying guinea pigs in bulk. This, this guy... is a bulk guinea pig buyer. We got a problem. <laughs> we, should, we should watch out for him. So he's like tossing them into the into the vortex, um, and they would have reappear uh, like in the parking lot or on the west side of the building. This is something I didn't understand: the east or the west side of the building, but never north or south. I didn't I didn't know why that was important, but that was like something that was mentioned um, in the story. But what's crazy is. He ends up jumping into it in 1998 himself. Yeah, and the, uh, here's here's the crazy part. He had to use a an aerial lift, like a, they they call it a cherry picker, but I know what they're talking. I'm just talking about an aerial lift. But he had, he got on an aerial lift and got above this thing and jumped. And just out. jumped into it. Yeah. Shit. That's ball. So he. He jumps in 1998. He jumps into it, and he claims that he woke up in a field in Ohio, cold and hungry, miles from the closest town. Um, and he had to walk, and he ended up in a homeless shelter in Cincinnati. Like, was this where we grew up? <laughs> did he? <laughs> yeah. Did he end up in your backyard? Right. <laughs> I always wonder what that naked dude was doing running around my field. Right? <laughs> um, but he had lost like two years during this. Right. Um, and when he returned to his warehouse in Kansas City, it was empty and there's no notes or records or any trace of like... All the, the equipment machine. was gone. Everything. And they were right. there was people there, and there was camcorders and everything. Like right. there, there was people witnessing this. So, of course, it's hard to verify any of this. Um, right. But yeah, we'll get to that part. Yeah. Um. So then, a few months after his last appearance on Coast to Coast, he's a, 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 
the lister called and had like an interesting story that um in the 30s there was a man that washed up on the beach in california and his body was found like mangled inside of a metal tube like i was squished in a metal tube yeah like right and, the, and, and this and he had been asked like what are you gonna bring with you you know when you go when you travel in the future and he said uh you know my cell phone and that was all he was going to take with him well uh, in the 30s there was this discovery of this guy in california and he was mangled inside a metal tube and this strange device that was next to him like basically it was the description of a cell phone mm-hmm. and that was kind of the question like did he succeed um in time travel and then there's there's like kind of some conflicting reports that he went missing and never was heard from again um but there is kind of a little less um it's more anticlimactic to that it's like <laughs> that's not the case at all he's actually like a real guy yeah um, he really exists and he is homeless and he lives in Hawaii well that's the story now the he um, he did go on back on Art Bell's show coast to coast in 2015 okay so I don't know go ahead he went back on the show it's it was the first it was like one of the first times Art Bell used to go oh, what's the uh there was a he he was live he was recording it live okay his radio show session and he had uh mike madman which is their nickname they gave him on the radio show right madman markham on his show and he they were discussing his like future plans that he was still hard at work at this and he was since everything at 2015 he still hadn't recovered everything because he was basically came out of this two-year hiatus with nothing at all right so he was like still trying to build up the fun he just got to a point like he was saying kind of on the show where he was like can take care of himself and stuff like that but he was still trying to build up and and they were giving him ideas and and art bell even said you need to get a publicist and write a book and that will generate you revenue right and he had like he's like i don't really you know and he was like i know you're not about the fame and stuff but but if you want to keep your experiments you got to get some money and that was pretty interesting you can find it on youtube and they they because they some of the callers call in and you're right there those few of them were truck drivers but they were um one had even made another suggestion about locating the stuff he goes it should be pretty easy to go back to the buildings lee see see who owns it now and try and kind of do a back search to find out what happened to your stuff you know right if if it disappeared if it got stolen if it got taken who who was it and then there was like a camcorder apparently recording this whole thing too and that's gone so 
they were making suggestions about finding that. There were some skeptics calling up and saying, I don't understand this and I don't understand that. He, he was real kind of vague about his answers, but and Art Bell was like really trying to push him to keep going with this thing. Cause he's like, I thought I lost you for two, two years ago, you know, for two years there. He goes, and it took us a while to refine him again so they could get him on the show. But that was in 2015. And after that show, I, I was trying to check through and, and I found some responses to that show and people were saying that they cannot locate him. Hmm. So they, they were doing the go me thing he said he was going to set up like a, a go they go they got this thing now it's called gofundme blah 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 or what i think it was a gofundme it was one of those pay apps so he was one of the listeners was suggesting that he set that up so that um so that people could crowdfund him because what you asked before and people responded why don't you ask again and see if you can get the same funding and materials and stuff spare parts i think that's your best bet and then art bell pushed the do the book again and then the show ends hmm. so he said he was going to art bell said he was going to get in touch with his publicist but i don't think art bell lived much longer after that so no he didn't um because i think he died right around that time right so i, I think it was like uh anything that was on his end that was going to be a connection went away when he died as far as setting him up, you know what I mean? With the publicist and all that stuff. So, so there okay. was there was an interview later on with the with Mike Markham on Art Bell's show that was much later than all the other ones. But since then, uh, radio silence as far as I know. <laughs> Alright, so there it is. There's a guy who really isn't like a scientist or anything he was just like an electrician mm -hmm. and he he was kind of like fooling around with electronics working on like a jacob's ladder type of um model of some kind of something and indirectly ended up creating like some kind of vortex he started throwing inanimate objects and then fucking guinea pigs. And then <laughs> it was like a singularity. Yeah. Yeah. And then eventually <laughs> it was big enough to where he threw himself into it. Mm -hmm. Ended up outside oh, of Cincinnati. He, he, he had memory loss for quite a while and his brain was kind of cooked for quite a while after that. He, when he was on that show, I forgot to mention that when he was on that show, he said he was still, um, had still some like remnant you know, memory loss from that where he can't, when they ask him stuff, he's like, I can't really remember. I kind of lost that when I jumped through and he had regretted not, um, using some sort of Faraday cage to keep that from happening. And he said, what is weird. that? What's a Faraday cage? A Faraday cage. It's um, like it, it blocks, uh, radio incoming, like radio signals and okay. outside interference. So, um, it's like, a I'm not the guy to explain it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shield to protect yeah, you. It's a, okay. Yeah. Um, so okay, so then he then he does this. He ends up in a field in Ohio, 
And yeah, it's like, like it blocks electromagnetic fields is what it does. So like, gotcha. So he ends up, he throws himself into this vortex that he created with like parts and donations and he kind of built like a bigger version of it. And when he did that, he ends up in a field um, outside of Cincinnati, which is where we grew up. And then mm-hmm. he makes his way back to a homeless shelter and then supposedly disappears. But in actuality, um, he's living in Hawaii and he's homeless and he's trying to like get back to the mainland to kind of resume his research mm-hmm. and that's where it's at right now yeah all right okay i can't even start to get into any kind of technicality with this one <laughs> I do know a little bit about electronics, but like not, not enough. So, because I've looked at like his diagram. Um, have have you looked at his diagram of it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. The only thing I can say is that it looks similar to um, something that Tesla built, and. Oh, okay. There's a lot of components that seem to be right. Like, if you're going to do something like this, mm-hmm. um, I do know that, like, quartz. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, we were just talking about this. But, like, certain crystals are able to harness, you know, thousands of degrees of different. Um, like lasers and things like that and that's mm-hmm. what that um, the guy that had the underground battle with the aliens he said that the aliens had given him technology uh, that had to do with this crystal that could get um, a laser beam up to like I don't know what was it like 10 billion degrees or something crazy yeah um, 1.21 like, gigawatts yeah, something like that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, but, like, I know a lot of the stuff that he's using, um, you know, it's kind of like the best conductors of electricity you can use. In. Mm-hmm. And his overall model that he drew, which I don't know how accurate it is, but it does look like something similar to what Tesla was trying to perfect. So, um, one of the things that Tesla was trying to make happen was that there's pre, and actually Bob Lazar talks about this. He said Tesla, they buried a lot of his patents. So, that, like, he ended up dying, like, penniless. I don't know if yeah. you know that. Yeah. Yes. But they took a lot of his ideas. Um and one of them that was that there's basically free electric in the air. Mm-hmm. And Bob Lazar talked about this. Um, the fact that we have like alternating current and direct current as like our major forms of energy and how we distribute electricity. Um, that 
they wouldn't be able to, like, a lot of things wouldn't work the way they do if we used Tesla's free electricity. Like, we wouldn't be able to have TV signals and radio signals if we used the electric that Tesla had kind of discovered that was, like, in the air. Right. Because there'd be so much interference that you wouldn't be able to get a clear signal. So, at least at the face value, <laughs> for somebody that's completely uneducated in this field, uh, it looks like what he's trying to do is sort of like harness the same properties of some kind of experiment that at least did exist at, on some level. Like whether or not he's as smart as Tesla, you know, probably not. Yeah, um, too many are. But Tesla died penniless, and he's penniless. So like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe he that's, was. Yeah, that's that's the. Well, you know, with Tesla, it, it, if he had wanted to be greedy, he wouldn't have died penny, penniless. He just right. didn't. He just he didn't. The guys he was competing against, they wanted. They wanted the money. They didn't. They didn't care about the future. They just wanted the money. And Tesla wanted to give people free power, and that's that's not going to work out when you got people that you're competing against that want the money. So, so I also tried to find him on Art Bell because I have listened to Art Bell before a lot. I've actually wanted to bring him up before because um, there was there was a caller. Had called in and he had he was flying his plane and he was running out of gas and he had to land in Area 51 and he was like crying and he called Art Bell from his cell phone he's in a little Cessna and he's crying and he's like yeah I'm really scared and, and then um, he does land and he's like, there's military everywhere. And before, like, there's, like, a conclusion to the story, like, the phone dies, right? And a lot of people were like, you know, it's just a, it's just a hoax or whatever. And that was kind of it. And then, like, a couple years later, um, a guy called back and said that he was the guy that made the phone call and it was all hoax. And Art Bell's like, oh, really? And then that was kind of like, uh, that they didn't really like put him on the map, but that was like one of those calls that like was like a major highlight for like coast to coast radio show. I'd never heard of this. I, I do I like, but I've heard, I've heard Bob Lazar, I've heard um, John Lear, um, I've heard different people like whistleblowers and whatever on Art Bell that come and talk on the show. But I tried to find this episode and I couldn't find it. That doesn't mean it doesn't exist. I'm just saying like in the, in the interwebs of what's out there, when I searched it, I had a really hard time finding it. Um, which again, doesn't mean it's not real. It's just, I couldn't find it. Um, 
I also looked for his GoFundMe. Right. And I couldn't find that either. Did you look for it? I, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to look for his. But I, I might have to go back. I got the... Um, what I'll do is I will... Uh, I'll send you the interview I heard in 2015. And, okay, um, yeah, but did you hear the one from 95? I didn't. I, I, I only heard the one from 2015. Um, I couldn't find the one from 95. I don't know if it was... Yeah, there's one in like 05 that has like a transcript. And then I did find, I did hear the one, I did read the transcript of the one um, later, but I never heard the original one in like 96 or 95 or 96. Yeah. And then the, the later one that I had found was, uh, it, I remember what it was, it was Periscope. He was, okay. he was recording it live on Periscope. Also. And like I said, I'm not saying that it didn't happen. I'm just saying I had a really hard time locating it. Because I really right, wanted and, to hear his, I really wanted to hear his infliction, and mm-hmm. um, and I never even got to hear it. Dude. So you heard it? Yeah, and the thing is, is that there was, um, if you if you watch, if you're looking at the video and you go down into the comments and stuff like that, there was people in actually saying they didn't believe that that was him. Which made me want to find the original interview even more. Right. But you think Art Bell would have sniffed that one out? He doesn't seem like the kind that would get fooled or play along with something he knew wasn't true. Now, I don't know about that (laughs) because he has a lot of fringe topics. I think maybe it's a little bit of like... I well, I mean, it's that, that like where it was like it completely wasn't the guy. He was saying it was the guy when it wasn't the guy. Talking about the unknown is different than saying this is the guy and you knowing it's not that guy. Yeah, I don't want to say it's like Jerry Springer, but like good content, good content. You know, like <laughs> if, right. If you and you got you got you got the reason people listen to it is because it was a very long show. I want to say it was three hours every night. Um, and he would get on the air and you could hear it. It was like, it was all across the country. Yeah. You could hear it. So like truckers, a lot of truckers, you know. And they didn't just stick to like this. He had like a whole show format. But it was, it, it's like... Uh, some shows talk about sports, some shows talk about politics, and some shows are kind of like, I would say like, Dan Patrick is like a sports show, but like, it's not like ESPN radio. Like, Dan Patrick talks about all kinds of stuff, you know? Sure. And that's kind of what this was. Like, yeah, they talk about aliens and stuff, but he talks about all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. And all kinds of things, all kinds of weird things from around the world things like that so I really wanted to hear and I don't know if we just kind of ran out of time before the show went and I never really located it but I really wanted to hear him talk and I couldn't ever get that but so it was kind of hard for me to like whereas Bob Lazar I've seen every Bob Lazar video 
right. um, he kind of has like the same demeanor 30 years ago that he has right now. You know what I mean? Like in, in the late 80s, he looks exactly the same he did what Jeremy Corville did that uh, did that whole documentary about him. So I, that's why I was kind of wanting to see if this had like if this carried the same weight. And I also wanted to see if it was true that he was like homeless in Hawaii. Because I will say I've been to Hawaii and there's a lot of homeless people there. <laughs> and oh. And they, they do, uh, like other states, send homeless people to Hawaii. And I know people are going to be like, bullshit. But it's true. But they do it They do it not only to Hawaii. They send them to, like, Arizona, California, and Florida. It's basically the warm weather states so that they don't die. You know what I mean? Um, I, know, I know Los Angeles takes on, like, people are always like, there's so many homeless people there. And yeah, there are. There's a ton. there's a ton, but like Minneapolis, Indianapolis, Columbus, Cincinnati, um, you know, all the cold states, yeah, send their homeless people a one way tickets, and when they get there, they pay those states like a stipend to take care of those people, and that's one of, that's one way that California makes money. It's that's that is the truth. That's, I know a lot of people are gonna be like, "That's bullshit." That is not bullshit. That is the truth. And it's <laughs> mostly people that have like you know, like they need psychiatric help, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Screw it, man. We can't." You know, they're gonna just die if they're out. You know, there's not enough. There's not enough cots in the you know homeless shelters. Right. Get them out of here. And Hawaii is one of those states, and. <laughs> You see them, they live on the beach. They have all kinds of rules on the public beaches. Um, like, no camping three days in a row. Mm-hmm. So you, you can camp. <laughs> you can camp, but every three days you got to move and go to another campsite, you know? Do they chalk your tent? Oh, totally. They have people that do that like you're, like, parking. Yeah. Yeah, to keep... To keep you from like just setting up a house because <laughs> I, mean, I mean i mean homeless in hawaii is really you know it's a toss-up between like, <coughs> a, million, like a millionaire i can think of a rougher place to be homeless <laughs> right. i mean dude at night it's like 80 and the day it's like 85 90 you know like come on right <laughs> yeah you don't want to be uh, like homeless in wisconsin Right, right. Of course, <laughs> probably Minnesota. Probably uh, Minnesota is a better, better example because uh, from I don't know if you know this, but like the top twenty-five most alcohol-consuming counties in the entire country are all in Wisconsin. I believe that. Have you ever met yeah. anybody from Wisconsin? Yeah. Dude, it's crazy. Like I, I, I didn't believe it at first, and I went and looked. I was looking it up, and it's insane and every map that you look at depending it doesn't matter what how they're depicting it if it's talking about alcohol sales or consumption like when i've seen a map where they colored the state uh is white was the least amount and dark blue was the most amount and it was almost black (laughs) wisconsin was over utah was white as a ghost and 
Wisconsin was almost black. It was so dark blue. In fact, somebody I had heard one time too, and I don't know if this is true or not, but they said they were on they were on vacation in Jamaica, and there was this place that had like a drinking competition. <laughs> And you were not allowed to enter it if you were from Wisconsin. <laughs> I was like, no way. I didn't even know about you down there. Well, our, the only guest host we ever had was uh, Michaela from the mm -hmm. Zimbabwe episode. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And her, her husband's from Wisconsin. Yeah. And dude, he could just drink a keg of beer. Like on Tuesday like it's just <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah they're built and different not, in Wisconsin he, he's not even drunk so if like your home was not, in Wisconsin I guess that's yeah at least you're gonna get your liquor you know but like warm. seriously he has this superpower where like <laughs> like if I drank a keg of beer I, I wouldn't be able to walk he's like it's just like it's like I said it's like a Tuesday and yeah. like no no problem at all yeah um but I was really interested in this story because of where he got transported to. Mm -hmm. That it was outside of Cincinnati, because that's where we're from, right? And in a cornfield, and that does—it doesn't necessarily mean he's from our side of town. <laughs> no, but that checks, man. That's, but the, yeah, it does there's, check. there's 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 a like, <laughs> there's, there's like a, there's a radius of, of where that would apply. Uh, yeah. And where we're from is one of it. It makes me wonder, like, did he end well, up there? Why did he end up there? Um. So I, I don't know. That's kind of that's that was kind of what like struck me about this story. Like, okay, what? Why? Why did he get transported to Ohio? But those are kind of the facts. Let's uh, let's see. What All right, well, why don't you go? <laughs> you know, I don't know what to make of this story because there's not a lot of information out there. I do I do know this for a fact, that Mike Markham is a real person and he does exist. I do know that all the stories we told you relatively about him stealing Transformers, about him causing blackouts, those are all absolutely 100% true. And I know they're true because I checked. Um, with, so there's actually like a police report? There's there's police. There's not only police reports, there's police. There's interviews with the arresting officers. And um, there's ar news articles from the local papers that were written. And I even checked the authors to make sure they were legit authors. And, and I found. Yeah, I found the one woman, and she's actually, she's moved on to do other stuff, but she even spoke in her biography on her page about her start in his hometown writing. She she wrote for, uh, mostly it was police stuff, mm -hmm. and that's why he came up, was because he got arrested for the time travel thing. So she actually wrote a piece about him trying to time travel but it was only she only got a hold of it because of the police report that she was you know she <clears throat> she wrote her articles about uh, cop articles and um 
so I checked it and these there there are newspaper articles that that several of them that um, show that he was arrested in fact arrested for stealing these transformers and most of them flew with the same thing that he said he was gonna buy a lottery ticket um, and which was in that interview I sent you the link to that he he does say like uh, I just was joking around and they like ran with that I didn't that's not at all what I was intending you know it's not a bad idea but you know I'm not that's not wasn't my intent but um it's idiocracy <laughs> so yeah <laughs> god we're living through it right now um so there's there is a I, I can say that for a fact. That guy existed. He did live in that town. He was running those experiments that the police did come in and confiscate stuff and say, yeah, he actually was. He had this weird Jacob's Ladder looking thing. When the police described it, they said, yeah, this big weird rods that came up and he they, he, they described, you know, and and those they were interviewed by local papers. So. And I, like I said, I checked all the authors. They, they all checked out. So it was true. This, and this guy did exist. He did do this stuff. Now, about the warehouse part with the bigger version that was legal, air quotes, the, that one, uh, there's no way to confirm it. And a lot of this story, if you try and research it, which I, I, got lucky with some links and stuff that got me to those newspaper articles and stuff. But they, they, uh, other than that, I've seen, I don't know, 15, 20 websites that were basically just copy and paste. So if you read yeah. it here, you read it there, you read it here. And it's like, that's a lot of work for work. So a lot of this is that. Yeah. So it was really hard to like find anything original that wasn't that one basic copy and paste of that one article that everybody's using You're like it is literally verbatim the same story like it's yeah. off the wire or something yeah it's like well whoever wrote it originally somebody else is just copying it pasting it to their website so and youtube's like that too yeah and so every video i tried like i know we tried to record a couple of days ago i had yeah. just i've been working too much i fell asleep the reason i fell asleep <laughs> I, was I, the wa <laughs> I was i watched so many videos and i would watch like the first five minutes i'm like that's the same and i would go to another video i'm like oh, that's the exact like there's there's a few yeah and most of them are reading that thing i said you could read some exactly like, there's like they're reading it verbatim right it's like keywords you're like oh well there okay there's that there's that yeah they're just it's the same it's gonna be the same story and there was only like one or two original videos yeah. that really offered anything other than like the standard story right and i found like one <clears throat> that somebody was went a little bit more in depth with it it wasn't that same they, they didn't use any of the verbiage from the other one and like put it that, in perspective we're we're doing more than anything that's out yeah now. yes absolutely <laughs> and that and and the, the one guy had it had links and that's that's what got me into the newspaper he had some links to some of the articles that were written in the paper and then when i went to their archives 
you know, most of them want you to pay for a subscription to even look at their stuff. But right. every now and then you could get on ones where they would let you look at stuff for free. Certain ones were for free and they were articles from their paper that were um, about Mike Mark and his arrest. And um, a little follow up about uh, because once once he got arrested and they heard he was making a time machine in these articles, right? That's that meant that he isn't going to get left alone if anything else happens. He, you know, they're going to want more story juice when when he does something. And he went on Art Bell, so that sparked it again. So there were several articles written after the Art Bell interview where they were talking about what he said on Art Bell's show, and they were like, "Apparent," and they they even said, and he disappeared, and nobody has seen him. And those those were like the last articles wrote about him. And then he reappeared two years later. But I think everybody that was writing his articles lost interest right. by then or just didn't even know that he came back into public. So, mm -hmm. so I, I mean, it's hard for me to give this one a, yeah, I believe it, nod, because there's just not enough information for me to do that. It sounds super interesting. Do I believe that this is possible? Absolutely. There is, oh, you know, it could be completely possible that this guy did this and completely possible that, you know, he actually traveled in time. But I can't, I can't say he did. I, not with any dependency. I, I just, I can so you're doubtful or it didn't happen? I don't, I don't think, I don't know. I can't, it's hard to say. Like I said, I don't think it happened. But um, at all, like any of the, I think he ran all those tests. I think that maybe he came up on something that he couldn't understand or describe. And as far as the big experiment goes, I don't know if that even happened. I, I don't know if that was maybe he was just trying to get funding. So because he told him he was like 30 days away. He just had all the stuff. He was about 30 days away from it. From he woke up in Cincinnati two years ahead of time. Right. <laughs> so I, 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 for me, it's it's still a no until I get more proof. Okay. Um, but I do, I do, I do accept that, that it's possible. I, I'm, okay. I'm, it's very possible for me because the more I learn about, like you know, the whole time paradoxes and shit like that. You know, the more it opens up, like all these possibilities for different things, you know, especially if time isn't linear, if it's not running in a, if it's if like all times happening all at once, then yeah, it's possible. I've always kind of thought that I've always like, I don't one Okay. This may be a little controversial. <laughs> one reason that I kind of don't believe in karma is because I kind of feel like if you're bad in the future, like <laughs> that's part of your timeline that you're still here being bad, right? Like it, you could be like a priest, but if you're molesting kids in the future, even though that hasn't happened yet, you're still bad. <laughs> and then, that's kind of why I don't believe it because, because like what you're saying, like time isn't linear um so with you you're saying 
maybe all this is possible. Just did he do it? Probably not. Probably not. Okay. I'll say I'll, I'll say this. He has all the components of a true story. Mm-hmm. He's not successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, he failed. Mm-hmm. When he was a success, it was a failure. Mm-hmm. The only, like, one thing I'm really stuck on is the guinea pig. Like, where the <laughs> fuck did they go? Like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, okay, hold on, fine. You create a time machine. Like, okay. But imagine that you're in that reality. Like, and you're on the other side of that portal. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like, you get hit guinea with guinea pigs. <laughs> you're like, where the fuck are all these guinea pigs? <laughs> and there's some dude from two years ago just chucking <laughs> guinea pigs. <laughs> you know you're a fucking mean? all. You're like, what is going on? <laughs> That's my biggest hang up is that. Uh, what what happened? Okay, so I now, I, do, I, I, I do. I don't want to spoil it, but I I'm I'm pretty sure that in that interview I sent you with him, he denied doing anything to any animals. Okay, good. I, I mean that's because I think people were saying he did it to his cat. Right, and he he denied that. He said because they said he could send his cat two blocks away. Yeah, he might have done the guinea pigs though. <laughs> he denied the cat. <laughs> Let me guess, you're back for some more guinea pigs. <laughs> yeah, like, the guy, the guy at the pet store. He said, you know, he's got the guy at the pet store is thinking he's got like some daughter at home that keeps killing the guinea pigs. He's got to keep replacing them and acting like they're okay. He's like that guy. That guy's father of the year. Like he's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's replaced bubbles seventeen times. Right. <laughs> Meanwhile. Bubbles is in a DeLorean headed two years in the future. But he did like so I didn't look for police reports, but I believe you, like if you found them. It also it also is like one of those things where like Yeah, you could steal like a transformer, but like what are you gonna do with it? Yeah. Yeah. You could scrap it, but it's a red flag, big time. Uh-huh. Like even even the scrapyard's gonna be like, dude. And I know well, times were different. Well, then. two we other just... two other men and a, a teenage girl were arrested with him, where they helped him steal that this this okay. transformer. So there, and I'm, I don't have the names in front of me now. I hate them. But I guess my point is, my I guess yeah. my point is. That really happened. He, he didn't steal it to flip it. Right. He didn't steal it to hawk it to get the money for the metal. Which was my Which, original thought. I thought as soon as too. I read that, I, I was like, he's just he's just a There's, scrapper and he got caught, so he made up some bullshit that's story. Exactly what I thought. Because, but because mm-hmm. there's like copper in there. Yeah. There's sure. all kinds of like hard metals that are worth much steel, whatever. Sure, there's precious metal in here. It's all but like but he wasn't doing that with it. He no. didn't get caught scrapping it. No. And they only got they only 
they only listed a certain amount of stuff that was stolen and he had it all yeah and one of them was uh, apparently i think one of them didn't even work like it was no good and the one and he actually actively had one of them hooked up to his machine when they came and got it yeah so like so that part of it was really like okay um I mean, what? Especially since his the guys that got arrested with him, like, didn't say like we stole this for for scrap or anything like that. They said, I don't know, he wanted them. See, because I actually he's do doing know something he, weird with them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I actually do know what a transformer looks like. It, it's yeah. got a bunch of copper wire inside of it, real tight. And yeah, I mean, yeah, that's probably worth a few bucks. But like the technology is worth more. Not so much in '95, but nowadays that shit would be worth a fortune. Yeah, in the '90s it probably wasn't worth a whole lot of money. But like the tech, the the technology part of it was what's worth money. Mm -hmm. Because you need like, you need like years of R and D to make, you know, to make something that's efficient as that for electricity. Because that's part of the problem with electricity. Down to like, um, okay. Well, like, I had I had a uh, a pole barn. Yeah. And I I was told that I used like infinitely more electricity because it all ran off of my house. Mm -hmm. And they're like, the problem is the reason why you're electric bills though I all the electrics underground I'm like well yeah of course it is goes to I like no dude <laughs> yeah you're losing it you're losing it all underground it's all sitting mm -hmm. in the wire like imagine yeah. like it's it's just sitting in the and I'm like oh, that actually makes a lot of sense yeah. the long the farther out you have to go the more output you need or whatever and I ended up getting um a direct from like the electric line I had to have the electric company come out and run a direct power line to my pole barn instead of like from my house to the pole barn because at the time they didn't have a they didn't have a telephone uh, poles or any kind of electric underground lines or anything like that so they had to like tie into it after the fact and it did it dropped my it dropped my electric bill like 150 bucks mm -hmm. just because I had five acres and just because it was, we were, it, the house was opposite. Like if it was a square, they were on opposite corners of right. the property. And just that dropped out 150 bucks. Um, so like just the technology of the electric and him taking it for that, you know, is weird. Yeah. And well, and spoiler that? alert on that interview, <laughs> that later interview with him, he, he does, they, they do ask him the question, like, you think of the the Stanley Morgans and stuff of the world where in the Bob Lazars that would talk about being followed, being watched, um, government agents tailing them, uh, down to Stanley Myers, you know, believing he was poisoned by somebody. Um, that never happened to Mike Markin, according to him. He never noticed anything funny 
nobody approached him, not even the power company people, not anybody that's from the government, the military, nothing. He said, no, nobody ever asked me anything at all, ever. I never noticed anything, anybody following me. And, and I thought that, like, that gives, that's like, I don't know. Credit? Like, it gives you, like, credibility? <laughs> yeah, like, it feels like it, like, it should, right? Like, where you're like, yeah, no, like, none like of that not, bullshit. You're not putting importance on yourself. Yeah. Which a lot of people that are, like, in this story, not this particular story, but, like, a story like this. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm this great mind and everybody's following me around and trying to fuck with me. Well, that's, I think that's what they think lends them credibility if they have a tail, you know? If and they, he does it. If they say, yeah, and the, to the point where it was, you know what I mean? So I think they're trying to bolster themselves up, you know? Now, with the case with Bob Lazar, obviously he worked in military intelligence, you know? So right. there's a, that's a different dynamic, but like the, the like the Stanley Morgan thing, and there's a couple other people, but they, I, I feel like they say it so that they can say, look, I'm telling the truth because even the government was after. So I I guess what what I think is that I don't know if this happened, where like he actually. Threw himself into a vortex of electricity because that sounds crazy. That sounds like a jackass thing to do. <laughs> yeah, you know <what> I mean, <laughs> that sounds crazy to me. Right. Like, I do know the power of electricity. Just the other day, we were doing a kitchen, and um, you know, the microwave wire was hanging down, and I put the cabinet in. <laughs> And there was like uh, where the stove wire was, uh, which I don't I don't fuck with that. So by the way, don't ever fuck with the, like the range or the stove outlet. Make sure that shit is off because that'll that'll Michael J. Fox you across the room like it's no joke. <laughs> but this wasn't that. It was just the microwave, which is this regular one ten or whatever. And um, I was doing I. There was like this little piece of fucking drywall that needed to be patched. And I fucking, I was, I, I just, we have like a, a spare bucket of like mud that we use every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And I took it and I put it on the wall and I, I just, just covered up that little, cause they were going to do a backsplash anyway. So just, just enough to cover the hole, not even finish it, just like a rough finish. And when I did that, I hit that live microwave wire and I was like Jesus and it fucking shocked the shit out of me so that's like a tiny little socket you know right that's putting your finger in the socket this is not that dude this is jumping into a serious field of electricity um so I would say I'm undecided because that takes a certain kind of person to do that. But also, also, everything that happened to him kind of sounds like somebody that jumped into a giant field of electricity. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. 
And then now he's homeless. He probably has some cognitive damage. And um, like, did he get thrown back in this? Yeah, it, exactly. He, he he. It took him a while to even, uh, from what I understand, and, and if you can watch that interview with him, that it took him a while to uh, recover even what the hell he was doing in the middle of that field and all that stuff. You know what I mean? It, it took him right. a while to even remember where the warehouse was. He couldn't even like, remember. The yeah. connection that the the connection with the person in the RFL that said the guy that washed up on the beach in California that had like a cell phone. I don't know about that. I tried to look that up. I couldn't. Find uh, he that. said he said he goes that wasn't me. He goes he goes uh, I wasn't in a metal tube, and right. He he he. I think I, it might have been the point when he broke a Faraday cage because he said I wanted to be in a. It might have been better if I was in a Faraday cage, and uh, <laughs> so it wouldn't have fried my noggin so bad. So, yeah. So he sounds like somebody that probably tried, that, you yeah. know. And coupled with the fact that he wasn't just, you know, stealing for scrap, and then he did have like he at least has a diagram. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, pretty crude, but yes, it's not great. But seriously, if you ask me to draw that, you're like, hey, draw a diagram for an electronic field and how you would it would transport you. I would have no idea where to even start. Like, yeah. he at least has something that's like, and you know, this is pre internet or very early stages very of the early, internet. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like. He at least has some kind of knowledge that you need some kind of like crystal to like magnify your output. I can tell you the status of, uh, I I know when I was, uh, you know, we went to the same school and then I went to vocational school eventually. When I was in vocational school the first year, which would have been uh, my junior year, my teacher, our, our our instructor, at one point had us work on some breeds. Like, I got these this project. I want you guys to start working on uh, alone at your desk for a while. I have to go and check this electronic stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And because the school was just switching over to using email. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we graduated. We had there was one computer that was online. Yeah. I when I was a freshman in college, they were like, everything's gonna be emailed. And everybody's like, rah, 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 I don't have a computer. Rah, rah, rah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And he was dad, he was super mad that he had to sit down and figure out that email, and it yeah. and they put signs above all the teachers' computers that said please check all your electronic it said please check your email and i remember thinking to myself what the fuck is email right and <laughs> I, I remember thinking like why why is and that was like what 94 93 94 so right like we didn't even know what dot com means like man yeah. you mm-hmm. know what i mean which it means dot commercial by the way in case anybody's yeah. wondering but like yeah. but yeah um yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah, you had to put. Yeah, back then you had to put everything in. You had to put www. <laughs> right. 
backslash, and backslash. There was no, there was colon. no Google. There was no Google. There was no. There was like a Netscape, but that was bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. the, just the internet was not. I, I don't even think in '95. I don't think Google was even called Google. I, I could be I wrong don't about that. I think there was Google, right? Was there was, Google, but was... I don't think they went under the Google moniker. I, I, I'd have to look that up. Don't quote me on that, but I think I'm right about that. Um, well, they, I, I like I remember when Google came out. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I think like early on, wasn't it like text message? It was something real dumb. It wasn't. It wasn't like a search engine because yeah. I remember Tiger Woods. And a bunch of people invested in Google, and it was like huge, you know, like right off the bat. But anyway, my point is, my point is, this guy didn't have like endless resources, and even if he went to the library, which he never said he did, you know, even if he did do all that, you still got to seek out that knowledge. And he was an electrician. I think he kind of well, he was in. He was going to school for electrics electrical work he was in a right that's why i think i think he kind of just stumbled onto something and dicked around with it mm-hmm. um, yeah and that's and that may that's what makes it believable to me i mean I'm, that's why i'm giving it the it's possible because i get what he's saying to a point of what happened and and how it made this kind of like a singularity but um uh it's it's more like uh yeah it's possible but i just don't have enough information to back it up yeah i'm in and i'm in the same i'm in the same boat like i'm undecided i think he i think it's totally probable that he was playing around with something and and developed this you know like a force that he didn't understand Mm -hmm. and that people in science that's how literally all sciences is based on it's like mm-hmm. they start down one path doing something and they discover something else you know yeah well part of part of discovery is that you have to explain it right <laughs> and it's in the explanation that you find more stuff you know right so that's where discovery happens and trying to explain what you did in the first place so so i'm undecided on this guy I don't know. It's an interesting yeah. story. Um, I think there's got to be better places for you to end up than in a field in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. it doesn't matter what season it is. You end up in a cornfield in Ohio. You're either getting bit up or it's cold or <laughs> yeah. it's muddy. Something's going down, you know. Um, and. The one I will say, the thing that's believable is that he didn't have any success off of this. Literally none. none. Like nobody and, knows. Nobody yeah. knows who this guy is. He's homeless. Um, you know, he's kind of seems like a guy who's been fighting for his life. I mean, I've been he's doing been some search. I did some searching, and I I can't find anything recent on him. Like yeah. he kind of just dropped off the face of the map, which could mean he found success. You know. Maybe that right. dude jumped way into the future or something. And the future president, Mike Markham. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really it really could be something like maybe he did find 
success. You know, like Hot Tub Time Machine. Where's Lugal? <laughs> did you see? Did you see yeah. Hot Tub Time? The second, the second one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Or well, I guess it was it was in the second where they were showing out successful. Yeah, but at the end of it, where he, he invented Google and shit, and yeah. he was in Motley Crew. Yeah. It was Motley Lou. <laughs> yeah, I love my all-time favorite. I thought that was the dumbest goddamn movie in the world when I saw the preview for it, and I was like, "Oh, that's gonna be so stupid." But the and, cast is so good. And then when I watched Literally the movie. Every- it turned Literally into one of my all-time yeah. favorites. Everybody in that cast is, is awesome. Like uh, Daryl from The Office, John Cusack, yeah. like yeah. the kid from Even, Sex Drive. Yeah, like, and he was he was that was like his kind of like his jumping out movie, yeah, he, you know? and yeah. he was hilarious in that. And him and Lou's interactions, freaking priceless. Yeah. But yeah, that movie, that movie absolutely cracks me up. I quote it all the time. Yeah, I think it's I think it's one of the best, and they 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 know the premise of the movie was stupid because they look at the camera at least they make a joke about it at least twice in the movie. There's a point where where uh, what's his name from the office turns to the screen. He's like, "Am I the asshole's gonna have to say it?" We jumped yeah. in some sort of hot tub time machine, <laughs> and you can tell he's like looking right at the camera like this is dumb. You know, and then John Cusack later, the the chick he's talking to, she says, "The only problem I have with it is the hot tub." He's like, "Yeah, me too." (laughs) And you know, that's that's like that's a shot at the writers, you know. So I I just I think I think that movie's fucking hilarious. Where's your missing arm, mother? (laughs) That's great. All right, so I'm undecided, and you you're doubtful, or you undecided. I'm I'm really doubtful, but I I'm intrigued. I think, like you said, all the right ingredients are there for a true story, right? But there's it's just not enough info for me to say, yeah, that's that's a true story, or yeah, that happened, or no, it did. I can't even deny it. So. I'm just indifferent to it right now. It's a, it's fascinating. Yeah, maybe, it's intriguing. Maybe we can come back to this one later and see if there's any kind of follow up. Yeah, I'd like, I'd love to follow up resurf- if I can find that guy. Yeah, if he resurfaces again, but right now, like with all the information that we have, that I have, um, I don't, I can't really say either way. Right, and it'd be and, awesome and, to locate him and. He looks like on. somebody like he. He looks, he like, looks somebody. like somebody that would be on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He does. He, lo- he looks like some. He looks like that guy you knew in high school. I know. So that. like that's the guy that sells weed. Yeah, right. <laughs> in the nineties. <90s. laughs> He's got like long red hair, and a goatee. Oh shit, that's funny. All right, but well, yeah. I'm undecided. Yep, me too. Well, I'm Anthony. I'm Brandon. And this is Everything is Weird. For show notes and merchandise, go to www.everythingthatsweird.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And be sure to like, subscribe, and review anywhere 
that you listen to podcast. Thank you for listening. See you next time.